What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Still a Church Kid Pod. We are so excited to be back with you guys. Thank you for hanging in there these last couple of weeks. We are back and better than ever. Sorry it's taken so long to get back on track. Super pumped to have you guys here. Caden, how's it going? How you feeling? I am doing great. Um, feeling good. Glad to be back. I really enjoy doing this podcast, so it's um, an honor to be back on the phone call with you uh, today. So how are you doing? I'm chilling. The pleasure is all mine. <laughs> yeah, you got a big day ahead of you today? <laughs> uh, kind of, not really. Uh, it's just another week of squats. We're talking about lifting each other up rather than tearing each other down. Ooh, get them. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we're talking about spiritual habits. Nice. Um, we're talking about not Instagramming your faith. So like we Ooh. don't just show your don't just show your 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 faith in like Don't be a social media Christian. Exactly. So um it actually all sprung uh and I can tell you this before we get into our real conversation. Uh all sprung from mom's joke uh the other day on our family group chat when uh she said, oh, yeah, anybody can just go take a picture in a gym because, you know, I've been going to the gym several days in a row now and, and starting my, oh, weight, yeah, yeah. my weight loss journey. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. you know what? That's true. Anybody could, like, show up to church on a Sunday or, like, post that they went to church or post a Bible scripture. But are they really, like, you know, is there any meat on Living the bones? You know, so I'm excited. Uh, we're also Taco Bell nights have been roaring, ripping and roaring. Our kids are loving it. It's been an awesome way for us to connect. And this weekend we're throwing a house party, so we're really just reaching new levels with our with our students, and it's pretty nice. So, um, are you singing that song in your head? The house party. Do, 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 do. I don't know the words, but uh, that's great. So, uh, hey, um, can you share with our listeners that really funny um, Instagram post you sent me yesterday? Um, you're muted. I can't hear you. Were you actually singing a second ago? I thought you were just being quiet for the video. Try try unplugging it and plug it back in again. Make sure you're not pressing the mute button. Well, you're silent, so. Hello. It, <laughs> you were muted. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Well, just now you were silent. It's okay. So back to what I was saying. This this is real life, people. Will you show me that? Will you tell our listeners about that Instagram uh, post you sent me yesterday? You don't have to remind people that we're real people. So, Song of Solomon one fifteen says, "Behold, you are beautiful, my love. Behold, you are beautiful. Your eyes are doves." Okay. Yeah. Oh, Song of Solomon. Gen Z translation. It's let me riz you up, baby girl. Let <laughs> <laughs> me riz you up. That's hilarious. Let me riz you up. And then there's another one. First uh -huh. Corinthians 13, four through six says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. <laughs> Gen Z, love plays the long game. It ain't jelly. It ain't always flexing or a major L. It ain't trying to force it. It ain't tripping or holding any grudges. It doesn't think being an op is the move, but turns up with keeping it 100. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> I want to I wanna meet the people that run the Gen Z translation Instagram. Brilliant. And just, literally. 
and just see like what what a day in their life is uh translating the bible i do think although it is funny i do think if you have kids that legitimately are just like living breathing the gen z like stigma it might be a really funny yeah. way to get across to them the scripture you know truly honestly but especially uh, younger ones you know, yeah. younger teenagers you know that makes me think you know it's actually not a bad um segue into our topic today you brought up the last time we were planning about talking about that transition uh, of students, like whether they're coming in, going out. And, you know, we talked a little bit about like internships and stuff like that uh, in a previous episode, but we never really talked about the impact of that on us as youth pastors. And then even like our impact as, as students that once had to leave our youth group. Yeah. And so, uh, do you want to start us off today? Or you want me to start us off with my, with my perspective? I can, I can start us off. Okay. Um, it's, it's not, I'm not going to say it's harder for me cause mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. but having both kids and youth to transition kind of hit me the other day. Okay. Sunday I was talking about like fifth and sixth graders and how we're going to start a five, six ministry because we're bridging that gap because our, we're getting a five, six campus, not a six, seventh and eighth. Oh yeah. And Cleveland. So we're right? having an intermediate school. Yeah. And okay. so because of that, we're having to restructure what our next gen ministry looks like because fifth graders are a little too young to be in uh-huh. kids. I mean, youth, but For sure. sixth graders are a little too old to be in kids. Um, and so we're trying to find that happy medium for them. And I was talking about it and I kind of started talking about who I was transitioning up and I was listing these kids and I was like, Oh my gosh, my babies. And I've had them since they were in second grade. Like yeah. that, that's what got me. And like, I'm fixing to like the Isaiah Barnes of the world. I'm going to see from toddler class all the way through high school. Yeah. Lord willing. And that's going to be hard. Like I didn't think about that, but now like, the next three classes that are in high school, my seniors, juniors, and sophomores this year uh-huh. are going to be my hardest ones because they were my first like group of students because we haven't had very many middle schoolers more than we've had high schoolers. Yeah. And last year I stepped in as youth pastor after all the senior stuff kind of went down. So I, I wasn't gotcha. close. Like, And the one senior we had never really came to church. So it was really hard for me to connect with her. Yeah, that's always tough. But this year... I have rock stars that are seniors, rock stars, and that are, they, they say yes, they were willing to serve, they have a heart for what we're doing, they're always at church when the doors are open, and then the class after them, the class of 24, same thing, Yeah. then the class of 25, same exact thing, these kids are like on fire, and it's been really cool to watch, but then I'm like, I have to send them into the real world and the real world is scary and I don't want them to get hurt and run away from Jesus. Like I just had this moment in the hallway at the church with two of my volunteers on Sunday. Like I don't want to send any of them. Like it was just, and like, no, it's, you know, Caleb. Yeah. He's, he's such a spark. He's such a light. He loves Jesus. His worship is my favorite thing to watch. Sunday, he stood in the back with his hands in his pockets. And I was like, 
Mm-hmm. This is not like him. And I went and talked to his mom and she was like, yeah, he's been like a different kid lately. And I'm like, he's getting older and he's starting to think he's too cool for church. And like, yeah, I just it's had that, it's all that these 12, emotions. That 12 year old slump they hit. Yeah. And I just had all these emotions of like, no, where are my babies going? And I have not had to do that yet. Mm-hmm. Cause I had a very young group of kids when I started yeah. that I didn't have anybody really to transition and move forward that I was like attached to. Yeah. Well, let me, if I could tell you something like the biggest thing, um, you know, I've, I've had to see really only like two years worth of seniors leave. Uh, I, we didn't have very many seniors last year. Um, we only had one that wasn't really coming to church. Um, but excuse me, but, uh, this year we have lots, uh, I mean, I'm going to be yeah. losing, you know, oh goodness. Counting all my CCS kids too. I didn't even think about them at first. I'm going to be losing like 10 kids Yeah, and, and it's very, uh, t- uh, tough. Um, but last year, like I said, we didn't lose very many when I was at life fellowship, I didn't make it to the end of senior time, uh, in my time at, at hope church. So I have to kind of skip back a little bit. Um, and, uh, I had like three seniors that when I left, they were in their senior year, uh, at life fellowship church. Uh, when I got Mm -hmm. to life fellowship church, I had two seniors and they didn't really come because they didn't really like, they liked me, but I wasn't the same as their old youth pastor. So they were like, eh, I'll see you when I see you. And we have a good relationship now. But when I had first come in as their youth pastor, it was kind of like, no, thanks. You know, kind of that thing. So I didn't really have like yeah. that transition. Like you were talking about, like where you, where you feel like you don't know what they're going to do. Um, but you know, for example, uh, Cooper, uh, was a senior when I had to leave, but he wasn't finished with a senior year yet. Legend. And, uh, it's one of those things where you have that scary gut feeling of like, how do I know these kids are going to succeed? And I don't want them falling off the cliff and, and not going to church. And the thing I've learned and right. talking to other youth pastors is the big thing. Now from kids to youth, the number one thing is they hit that 12 year old, 13 year old slump, especially boys where they think they are too cool for anything going on. The number one thing for me that I've seen, especially now, is whenever the high schoolers treat the junior high kids like family, they get past that slump faster uh, because they start worshiping more. They want to be like those high schoolers. They feel connected, you know, and uh, they get past that slump. And there's high schoolers that get that slump. You know, the younger high schoolers, sometimes new high schoolers that are older upperclassmen, Juniors and seniors think that they um, kind of know everything. And so when they come to church mm-hmm. to visit, they kind of have that like that same junior high slump mentality like, oh, I'm too cool for this. You guys are weird. But the the bridging that gap of like family, like getting the teenagers to have a relationship with those kids while they're still in kids yeah. ministry, then transitions to where they can once they get to youth, they're past that slump and you can still do things. Um and at the same time, you have to remind them that, like, once they get to youth, they're all excited. But then they start asking, like, what about this game or what about this? And you're like, oh, we don't do that anymore. 
because that's like for the kids church yeah. and then they have to get over that a little bit too um but on the on the the senior side the number one success i've seen for any youth group and youth ministry has been the young adults like bridging the gap even if you don't have a young adults ministry i think one thing that's really that's really um a leg to stand on is when you have a relationship outside um, of just like, Oh, you are a number on my list. So I can say we had a lot of kids on Wednesday, right? You know, your kids that stay throughout the, their time as young adults, or at least stay in the faith are the ones that you're investing in now, even more than um, just, Hey, I love you on Wednesday kind of thing. You know, like for me, yeah. you know, my goal in life is for my, my seniors, a couple of them, I'll just shout them out, Trevin and Jonathan, like my goal, and you know them, my goal for them is like, I want to be their friend now that we're reaching a point where they're fixing to be gone because if they don't have me as a friend and they only see me as somebody who wanted them to like hype up their youth group, then they won't have any desire to come back to church because now they're not getting yeah. to hype up the youth group. But if they feel accepted and they feel they feel, you know, connected, they'll, they'll start coming, even if they're not coming to church all the time, they still have that connection. And then hopefully through that personal earthly connection, they, they strengthen their connection with, with God because they continue to get saturated in his word. And, you know, I, I would love to see that, um, that stigma of, of youth students graduating. And then they're like 23, 24 before they come back to church, because they realize like, it's not worth it. Or they got a family now and they want to try yeah. to be good. I would love to see that gap close and close and close, you know? And so I right. think it's all about well, relationship like, and, and bridging that connection a little bit. Yeah. I was talking on Sunday and I don't, I'm trying not to like get all blubbery and emotional. Uh-huh. Um, I had kids that I have in my youth group now that had, a life in the world yeah as much as a teenager can before they really settled down and got to know christ mm -hmm. and one of them was here in middle school and he he was awesome he's funny he's a good guy brought a good energy but jesus was not his thing yeah he was what they call a punk okay yeah and he left and i was kind of like of you know the what riffraff variety this yes. is a joke. <laughs> yeah. And so I was kind of like, you know what? I'm not going to fight it, whatever. And I was kind of like, I kind of brushed it off because I was like, you know what? It's not me, right? Yeah. But that was before I was youth pastor. When he stepped away, that was before I was even apart. That same student came back when we started squads and he can't. He said, Zoe, yeah, what's up? Called him by name. He said, I lost him and my peace was disrupted. I found him again and I never want to let him go. Yeah. Is this who I'm And last of? Wednesday, uh huh. And then okay. last Wednesday, he came up to one of our leaders and said, I'd like to get baptized. Oh, that's awesome. We were like, okay. And then on Sunday, he went up to Pastor Todd and Crystal during altar and said, I just need strength in my new walk with God. And Wow. So seeing kind of the progression of like that maturity at junior high to now being a junior in high school. But then I have a student that just came to me this summer and he's obviously 
he's a he's a beast he's amazing his energy his heart for people he's awesome yeah now i get so nervous and i know and he tells me all the time i'm gonna commute from college to cleveland every weekend and i pray every day that that's the case because yeah. he's a rock star and i don't want to lose him because one we have a young adults ministry and two i want him to intern i want him to be a part of that program and work through uh-huh. because he wants to go into ministry Mm-hmm. And I got emotional because I was like, I have all these seniors leaving and these juniors that are going to graduate next year. And the world is an awful place. It's awful. It's scary. There's standards that change. Yeah. When you go to college, standards change. All this different stuff. I said, what if the world, and I took, looked at them and started crying. I said, what if the world gets the best of them and they run away from Jesus? And they lose their faith because that's what's the standard. Yeah. And the lady that was the kids pastor before me told me, Zoe, they can go off and do all the crazy things, but they always come back. Yeah. And I said, how do you know? She goes, both my girls ran away. And now they're both serving and they're back and their families are in the church. Yeah. I I think that's important like, oh. because, you know, I, I was actually, while you were saying that, I, it made me think about, you know, I see tons of adults that come and uh, like, I know there's people that are at church and they, they might drink or, you know, do something like that. I'm not saying that's bad, but like, um, like they they turn away from God or whatever, and they're back. Like they may still be doing a few things. Like I said, like they might still drink, they may go to parties, whatever it is, but they still like love Jesus and right. they're on their way back to what it is. Um, there's a a guy we went to school with. You probably don't know him as well as I do, uh, but you remember uh, Stefan uh, Sandoval, and uh, he was yes, a I heard that he freshman. got baptized. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I was going to bring up. Is it's really cool because it's one of those things where. He wasn't always like a non-Christian, like, you know, he still believed in God and things like that during school. But when you get to out of school and and he probably will never listen to this unless he sees it on Facebook and tries to try it out. But I just want to shout him out because, number one, he's doing great stuff. He's uh, bodybuilding. He's got his own business. Um, if I was in a place where I could pay that monthly fee, he'd be training me because he's he's a beast. And uh, But when I saw that post... It's one of those things where we weren't great friends. Like we knew of each other. We're polite. He's super nice, super chill. When I saw that post, I was like, it's about, it's about that relationship. He was baptized. He was like, I'm ready to recommit my life to the Lord for good. And I just reached out to him and was like, congratulations, brother. Like, I know you have a church family. I'm not trying to like steal you away from them, but if you ever want to get coffee or just talk about stuff, you know, I'm here. And it was one of those weird things where I just like the Lord dropped it on my heart, which is why I like, I'm really glad we're talking about this is. Yeah. I think the relationship is key with all of this because you want kids to put church first, you know, like you, you know, this as much as I do that, like you, it's almost awesome when kids are mad that church has to close to bad, what due to bad weather. Or like, you know, it's it's awesome when they're mad that we have to like cancel service because, you know, whatever. Or even if you just cancel service because you're taking a vacation, like a break, 
and they're like all upset. That's like a win. You're right. Like that kids are not excited. It's not like school when school gets let out. Um, yeah, but the relationships is, are what brings those adults back, you know, like you're that, uh-huh. that previous kids pastor you're talking about her girls coming back. It's that praying mom. It's that relationship they have that you go, I want what you have and, and things like that. And even if they're, I'm thinking about a particular situation where I uh, followed somebody um, that I was in my life before on Instagram and they still have old stuff posted, but you can like tell when there was a shift where stuff like that stopped being posted. And so like, they never forget who they were or where they came from, but they start like having the post about like the fact that they found Jesus and their language changes, their attitude changes, the way they, they're living their life changes. And I think the relationship is what breeds that not necessarily just all the fun stuff they do at church. You know what I mean? Right. And, and so it's really cool. The reason I brought it up is is for me, it was really cool to see someone that I went to school with come back to Christ. They got past that. Like I'm out of high school, not having to follow my parents rules, do my own thing phase when they realized they needed Jesus. And I'm never going to go through that. At least I hope I don't. Right. Right. But so it's, it's, it's interesting to see people go through that. And, uh, I will say personally, maybe, like that's where my emotion, sorry. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Maybe that's where my emotion comes from is because I'm like, how can they run away from Jesus? I never did. I never walked away. I never said I didn't want to do ministry. Like, but then I also have to think about, they all didn't live the life I lived. Exactly. They all uh, don't have the same call in their life that I do. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of where my hard understanding came from was like, no, they can't. That's not possible. But then I realized like everybody has to run their course. And sometimes when you walk away and you come back, you come back way stronger. Uh huh. And you become a powerful force when you've gone through that like redemption like twice. Mm -hmm. You know, you never lose God like you never lose him you're always and that sounds weird but like you're always saved he's always going to be there yeah jesus doesn't ignore you you ignore him yeah (laughs) you lose your faith he doesn't lose faith in you it's like that like that's that video where you like turn around and jesus is right there we're holding his arms out that everyone talks about like you can run as far as you want to go but as soon as you turn around like jesus is right there Every time I every time I talk to my students, I'm like, guys, his hand is ready to grab a hold of you. You just have to be willing to reach up. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to step into that with him yeah. and trust him. And that to me, for them, it's like when you fall, how do you want to get up? Do you want to lift yourself up or do you want somebody to come up to you and offer their hand to pick you up off the ground? Yeah. Like, oh, offer to pick up because if I fell, I'd probably hurt. Yeah, you're going to fall a lot in life. Are you trying to get up on your own? Or are you trying yeah. to let God lift you up and bring you out of it? No, that's good. And so I just, yeah, I just had like this emotional, like, cause I never thought about it cause I never had to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Now we're in the second semester and you know, Jasmine Martin, she's a senior. Yeah. Alonzo Gonzalez. He's a senior. Jonathan Perez. He's a senior. Like I have some solid people that are seniors this year Yeah. and it follows up with a solid senior class for next year. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Too much transitioning is happening way too fast. Mm-hmm. But then they reminded me, Zoe, 
in that transition out, you're transitioning kids into youth that are also yeah. going to be powerhouses. And I'm like, but then I have to get rid of that's, them. Well, that's what and I was going to just like, I was going to, I was going to say like the one thing that I had to learn too is as much as you have to prepare for those real world, like sending them out and letting them be adults and yeah. making their own decisions. You also got to stay connected to those young ones because if the young ones feel like they're being ignored, because you're too focused on these people you're about to send out, you won't have powerhouses in your youth group because you're not feeding. Right. You're not allowing them to grow because you're, you're stunting them by ignoring them. Or, you know, every time that weird junior high kid asks a a goofy question that has nothing to do with your sermon right in the middle of it. And you just blow them off because you're focused on what's happening. Like, because of all, you know, you might be worried about the seniors, like, the the relationships are are key and i would say for you because you're a very touchy-feely emotional person when it comes to that um, kind of stuff yeah uh, <laughs> like don't stress so much about oh no my junior high kids are going to be gone too you're like that mom that's like oh no he just turned one he's going to go off to college next year and like, literally i am one of those people i but, cannot I, wait until i'm a actual and mother cause and I'm I, like, <laughs> I agree in the sense that like I want, I, I see all my youth kids as my kids. Like I'm going to love them and I would die for any of my kids because they're just amazing. And, uh, I want them to be successful. And then I have, I've got some students right now that are right on that cusp of, I really need them to latch on for their own reasons because right now they may be living vicariously through my reasons. And that's part of why we're talking about this whole, like, instagramming faith and having your spiritual habits because um you know i want them to latch on to something i want them to know that i'm not bullcrap in them like that's why you know and i've told you this before and i'm not this is not just the shameless plug this is just what's happening in my youth ministry right now is i told them like my spiritual habits are good right um so uh, to prove to them that they can build habits and and figure things out. I have decided to make start my habit officially of going to the gym and eating better to lose weight. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I'm starting to see more and more people. I'm sending I'm sending pictures of my treadmill record or like videos yeah. of me doing the actual workouts, being in the gym so they know I'm not just Instagramming it. But then I'm also seeing their students now that are starting to send what they're reading in their Bible that week or they're sending the prayer yeah. requests or they're asking people what they can pray for. And to me, that's saying they are, t- they're currently starting to make that more of a spiritual habit instead of just like being the, Oh, I come to church on Wednesdays. I come to church on Sundays. Yeah. I show my face. I post my little devotion on Instagram. They're, they're legitimately having conversations. And then at the same time, we're having fun conversations. My entire youth group calls each other by high school musical character names because they all decided who was who, right? Like, it's stupid. I rock, yeah. paper, scissor battled one of my kids to see who the king of the group chat was. Like, let's it's just go. Like that, but, <laughs> but they're starting to get those, those building blocks that are going to help yeah. them develop and be those students that um, are just powerhouses even when they become adults. And hopefully they have their, they have a way and the resources in the church. And that's what we're working on in our church is the resources for them to continue to, to go and to continue to grow. Um, right. So 
Go well, ahead, like sorry. last week we talked about having accountability in our spiritual walk, in our physical walk, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I have the two boys that I talked about that are juniors this year. They are holding each other accountable and they're sending each other like their devotion reads every day. Yeah. And one, well, the first couple times it happened, I got a message from one of them. I was like, look at this. Like, this is awesome. And I was like, I'm super proud of you guys because it's better coming from peers than it is from me. Cause it's like, okay, pastor Zoe, it's easy for you to say you're a pastor. You have to read your Bible. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't have to, I don't no, have don't. to, but I need to. Exactly. How I, I told them, I said, guys, how am I going to pastor you if I'm not investing in myself? Uh huh. And your, I said that last week and they kind of looked at me, they kind of looked at me weird. And I'm like, I don't just make this stuff up. Yeah. I have to study. I have to take time with the Lord to myself. I have to pray myself. I have to worship myself. Not like, well, that sounded bad. I have to like worship. <laughs> you have to worship by myself by yourself. Yeah. You have to like, worship have for your relationship. God. You're, you're building your relationship right. with God. I, I have to have my own time in order to pour into you guys. I mm. said, cause then eventually I'm going to be pouring on an empty tank and that's not good. Yeah. I'm official. I'm eventually going to run out of gas. Uh-huh. And Absolutely. they kind of just looked at me like, you read your Bible? And I'm like, guys, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not I either. have to, like, yeah. I need to for my own good. It's not that I have to for my job. I need to for my own well-being. And so, but I have a student who she is like, she's in powerlifting. She does all this different stuff. So I asked her, hey, can you hold me accountable that I go to the gym at least three days a week? Because I started falling short on my gym stuff. And yeah. she's like, yeah, for sure. So Every day of those three days, she's texting me, hey, don't forget to go to the gym today. Hey, don't forget to drink your water today. And like, she's holding me on it. Yeah. And she wants me, she wants to go with me because I have the membership that like I can bring someone with me. And she's like, yeah, let me go with you. We'll work on this together. And I was like, okay, like, that's cool. I'm down for that. And so accountability comes not just in spiritually, but physically and like emotionally, like I have to hold, we have to hold students accountable. You can, you can attest to this as a youth pastor Absolutely. when it comes to relationships. Yeah. When it comes to relationships, boyfriends and girlfriends are my least favorite things in the whole world. A hundred percent. As a youth pastor, I cannot stand relationships. I can also attest as a middle like, school teacher. I can't, that is I cannot stand so much drama for no reason. Yeah. So much for no reason. Yeah. And so, yeah. No, it's like I said, and if you're listening to this, obviously you've been listening this whole time. The relationships, I think, are the most important thing to breeding that relationship that that, you know, God, you can have a relationship with God without having a relationship with other people. But just like the Bible talks about right. being around like minded believers coming together as a body of Christ, the relationships you build that aren't just necessarily Jesus based. I don't have to talk about Jesus yeah. every time I'm with somebody that is in my youth ministry or that goes to my church or anything like that, but it's a relationship that's building that helps you both build your faith because you can see, yeah, you can see your growth. You can see their growth. You can see growth together. You can see, you know, you start hearing God better because you're so saturated in it. And you know, when you're praying, you're keeping yourself accountable, using people to keep yourself accountable. It's like, I'm going with my buddy Troy to the gym. We both have had the yeah. conversation where we go, man, if he wasn't going, I'd be snoozing right now. But he's going, I'm going to get my butt up and I'm going to meet him at the gym. and We're going to do this thing, you know? Right. And so it's the same thing with our spiritual workout, if you will, that 
the relationship helps keep those students intact, keep them involved. Absolutely. You have kids like you're talking about that come back because they've had that relationship that's talking in the back of their head. Like you got to come back to church. Um, you need, your peace has been disrupted. And they're like, what is that? Oh, wait, Pastor Zoe told me about that. Oh, wait, Caden told me about that. Oh, wait, I heard that from some preacher that I went to church with my mom. And yeah, it snaps them back to reality. And if they didn't have a relationship with you, they wouldn't be coming back tell asking you for help asking you for things like that so the relationship is that key to building it and i think the students will also build relationship with other students they'll want that reunion that time where they can be together and 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 serve the lord and 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 you know they have the desire from their own heart not just because of what was going on like what what other people tell them Yeah. So in wrapping this up, like I would just encourage anyone that's listening and it's also encouragement for myself and you. Yeah. Transition. We said it with the churches. Transition is not bad. No. But do not discount your kids when it gets closer to them being sent off. Don't say, okay, well, you're leaving. I need to invest in who's younger than you. Exactly. Because you're leaving me anyways. There's got to be a Because if you stop and you, if you stop and you shut them down, because they're leaving, you're going to lose them. Yeah. Because they're going to be like, oh, now that I'm not part of her numbers, she doesn't care. Now that I'm mm-hmm. not part of his numbers, he doesn't care. If you invest in them, it'll be like, man, you know what? I may not be in youth anymore, but I'm coming to young adults, or I'm going to be in the internship, yeah. or I'm just going to come to church so that I can be at church. Exactly. And it's not because of me. It's because they saw the love of Jesus in what we did. They saw the results in their life, but it also helped that I invested in a relationship. And did it brush them off when they became not my problem? It's they're That's always going to be my problem. That's they're good. not problems, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. And so it's... I would just encourage anyone: transition is not bad. No. It can be scary. It's going to be emotional. Trust me. Yeah. But you're going to come out stronger because then you can become. You become friends. You're already friends with them as their youth pastor, but you have to have that balance. Mm-hmm. But as they step out, you get to become a peer, especially as a young. Like I'm 21. Yeah. As a young youth pastor, my seniors graduating this year, they're my peers. They're going to be my peers when they're graduated. We're going to be in the same life. We're going to be living the same thing. We're both, we're all young adults. Yeah. And so. got to do it. Anyways. So just invest, take time, connect. Don't shy away because you're scared. It's okay yeah. to have emotions. Hmm. It's good. And that's what I have you with. So, well, hey, anyways. that's good stuff. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode this week. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, or TikTok at Still a Church Kid Pod. And uh, also follow us, or I guess you subscribe on YouTube at Still a Church Kid Pod. Yeah. Um, if you're watching this, this was our first YouTube video. If you're just um, listening, you can go check us out if you want to see the boring faces and the boring conversation and Zoe's really cool glasses right now. You can go check us out on YouTube. Thanks. Listen to it again. Um, We love you guys so much and have a great day. Catch you guys on the flip side.